the hope of being raised up. We Christians are people of hope. Hope is the firm conviction that God has something better in store. Maybe things are pretty good right now for us, which would be great. God has even better things in store. Maybe things are not so great, you know? It's uh, mid-November, which means we're starting to see finals in the distance, the projects are due. Things maybe didn't go so well this semester. But hope is to say that God still has better things in store for us. It's how we live. It's how we look at things. In our gospel today, Jesus is challenged by these Sadducees, people who don't believe in a resurrection, which is kind of a fair amount of people today, right? If we... if if we're honest, that some of the people around us, if we talk to them, they would say, well, you live, you die, and that's it. And so because of that, you, you just, um, you know, you just got to work really hard to experience as much pleasure as possible, avoid suffering, embrace as much pleasure, and if you get sick or something, I mean, I guess you just rolled the dice wrong and too bad. That's how it is. But we look at that and we say, no, there's, there's a bigger picture. And so they, they, they tell Jesus this, this story. They're like, okay, if there's a resurrection, and let's say this person's married and then the, the husband dies and then the woman marries her, his brother and etc. Okay, if she goes to heaven, let's say there's a heaven. Well, now she's married to seven men, huh, Jesus? Who's she married to? And Jesus comes back, as he always does, and he says, you're misunderstanding it. You're trying to manipulate things for your own understanding. But in heaven, we neither marry nor are given in marriage. So in heaven, there's not marriage as we think of it. But actually, there's a deeper union that we experience with God. So marriage is for us here on earth. It's a, a shadow, a reflection of the Trinity. But it's a, it's a preparation, uh, a teaching, if you will, of how to enter into deep relationship to prepare us for that deep relationship with God. Now, we still will have relationship. You know, if you're married to somebody here, you'll have an even deeper union in heaven because your union with God will be deeper. So that's kind of a, maybe a side note there. But Jesus even says, he says, there's people here who, who don't marry. And in a sense, what they're doing is they're, they have a hope. They're already living for heaven now. They know that God will reward them, that God will, will bless them, that he, he's not holding anything back, that there, that there will be new life, that there will be resurrection and so that's where we see even people like religious sisters or, or priests and people. They're, they're witnesses of our hope. They make visible that we believe that any sacrifice, any suffering we experience in this life will be rewarded 30, 60, and 100-fold in, in heaven. And knowing this, knowing that we will be rewarded, doesn't 
doesn't keep us, I don't know, holding back, but it actually unleashes us to live life to the full. There's people who accuse Christians of, you're people of hope, and you're you're not really engaged in the world because you're so focused on heaven that you're not engaged in the world. And it's actually the opposite. That because we know that everything we do in this life echoes for eternity, we know that everything we do here actually speaks louder. That the choices we make make a difference. And so we see this in the first reading in 2 Maccabees, that these seven brothers with their mother were arrested, these Jewish people, because they wouldn't violate the king's law. Or they wouldn't violate God's law by obeying the king. And you see this incredible freedom. They're like, oh, you're going you're gonna to persecute us? You're going to torture us with whips and scourges? Go ahead. Because I would rather obey God than you. I'd rather have you mad at me than God. Like, I, I want to listen to my conscience. And even if I have to suffer, it's okay. Because he's faithful and he will reward his servant. Do you see how important that idea is for us? That in, in our world in which Christian ideas are misunderstood or mocked, that you know when you're the, the one person in the group who's uh, not drinking, and they're like, why aren't, why aren't you drinking? And I always like, this is my Padre Mateo response to that. You know, When people say that to you, what I like to say is, you know what, you're right. I should be able to drink what I want, right? And they're like, yeah, you should drink what you want. You're like, okay, hand me that soda, you know, or whatever. (laughs) They're like, no, 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 you're supposed to drink beer. It's like, no, you want me to do that, you know? Yeah, and so there's there's a freedom of like, you know what? If if you're not going to support me in a small decision like that, how are you going to support me in bigger things? And so this this witness of these seven brothers, it's, it's incredible. And, and, you, and here's, there's a power that the seven of them are there together. That it's hard to stand up and do what's right when we're alone. But when we stand with our brothers and sisters, we find encouragement, which is what St. Paul encourages us in our second reading. Up to, he encourages us to endure. And so they're able to do this because of their hope. It is my choice to die at the hands of men with the hope God gives of being raised up to him. Their hope is in the resurrection. And it's, it's interesting because Jesus hasn't even come yet at the time of our first reading. But they already have that firm conviction and hope. And for you and I, how much more so our hope can be, can be stronger because Jesus chooses to go to the cross Jesus chooses to go all the way and he dies. Like you can't, you can't go further than Jesus went. He goes to death. He chooses to go to hell. And God takes that and brings about the greatest good the world has seen, the resurrection. And now, when you and I face difficulties, it's really hard, and it can be hard to believe that it's going to get better. But if God can bring new life from death, God can bring new life from anything. Now, he, he may not do that. 
Whether he brings new life to us here and now, sometimes that happens. But we know guaranteed everything will be redeemed, that we will experience the resurrection. I've seen, it's hard to, the only time we can talk about the resurrection is besides Lazarus is Jesus. But that's the only example we need. Like Jesus conquers all. Jesus redeems all. And sometimes we experience that here. I've seen, I've seen a married couple divorce, go their separate ways for a while, and then actually come back and remarry each other. I've seen a married couple break up. They get an annulment and then he meets somebody else and now they have children. And it's like, wow, it's, it's better. Because sometimes... Sometimes when you're in like a bad marriage or a bad relationship, it can be really hard to hope that there's something better out there. That's why this is so important. Because I feel, I feel like a lot of us at times, we settle. And we feel like, well, this is the best I can hope for. But that's not hope. Hope is saying, if I'm not happy, that's a reminder that, that God has something better in store for me. And that every, every encounter of suffering and difficulty and uh, frustration and bitterness is a reminder that there's got to be something better in store. I've seen, I've seen students who failed a class two times and then passed and went on. <laughs> I've seen someone who failed a class twice and then said, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, and then they did this and they found happiness. But, but regardless, it's like God's like, I have a plan for your happiness And I want you to have hope that there's more in store for you. That's our invitation this day. That these readings speak of the resurrection. They speak of hope. And I think that's a a value, especially on our college campus, that can be hard at times. Especially as November is starting to get cold. the, the, The heaviness of the semester is weighing on us. It can be really hard to have hope. I've heard it said that the greatest diabolical temptation is discouragement. Where we lose heart. We lose heart to fight for what's important to us. We we lose heart to believe that a better tomorrow is coming. And on our own, it's hard to believe because I, I can't make it better myself. But as I bring my discouragement, as I bring my despair my difficulty, my pain, to the cross, to the place where everything's redeemed, that's where hope is found. And so today at this Mass, as we bring forward our gifts, our invitation is to bring our own despair, if you will, to bring our own ways in which it's difficult to have faith right now, and to put them on the altar with Jesus. And to know that as they're offered, that's our offering today, that God wants to transform that and renew our hope. That his plan is to raise up and to redeem all things. And that gives us encouragement. That gives us hope.